Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Spaces Issue 14, Lighthammer and the Screws. On the cover, Felix, Carl, and Lighthammer are on a stage. Carl is a blur of blue light on a drum set. Felix stands at a multi-level keyboard. Lighthammer, helmetless, is belting into a microphone center stage. At the edge of the stage, we see Brian and Isaac cheering in a crowd of people. We turn the page and our story begins. Our first panel shows a door with a um, star-shaped nameplate on it, but the uh, panel is focused so that we can't see what's written on the nameplate. And there's a little editor's note that says, roughly two weeks after the uh, events of Blockade. And then another editor's note says, uh, Amphitheater, uh, Green Room. And then we cut inside and we see the team you know, sitting about in, in the green room and we see Violet Songbird. T, can you do a description of Violet? Violet Songbird is a Silver Age hero. She was like an 80s pop star, is now like a, still a singer, but not so much pop star anymore. Does a lot of like acoustic covers of her own music. She is this over-the-top starlet, um, very, like, melodramatic, most of the time in, like, floor-length robes with, like, full trains. Her signature color is, as to be expected, violet. She used to have a bright violet wig, but now she's blonde. And she's probably in her 50s at this point, maybe early 60s. But it's not polite to ask a lady's age, so no one knows. Uh, thank you. And she is addressing the whole team, but mainly Lighthammer. Like, we can tell the attention is focused there. Uh, she and Lighthammer seem to know each other. And, like, we cut into the conversation at, and just thank you all so much for agreeing to provide protection. My agent was going to make me cancel the appearance after all the threats I've been receiving. And then we're going to get the full sweep of uh, the team. And I'm going to go ahead and... Lighthammer has convinced you all to join this uh, competition as her band so that you can be undercover security. So um, what's everyone playing? And uh, do you have a different rocker outfit? I'm in my hero costume. I probably have the helmet, like the visor flipped up so people can see my eyes. But I'm like in full hero costume. Uh, My hero costume is this silver, gold, and teal motif. I've got a spandex like torso piece that's cut open to reveal all eight of my abs and most of my pecs as well. Lighthammer is very muscled and very proud of that. I've got these big armored teal and gold shoulder pieces, the teal and gold gauntlets, which were from the original Lighthammer Legacy, and then I've got like gold and silver cape on and gold and silver leg pieces that are like mechanized to help me move faster. I think I'm probably going to be a singer because of the sound-based thing and because, like, all my powers are amplification-based. So I think I have the hammer, but I think I've, like, unscrewed the head of the hammer and, like, screwed a microphone onto it. I love that. Or rather, I think I have a replica base made. I think the hammer has not been touched, but I have a replica base made that looks like the handle of the hammer and is what I am now have attached to this microphone. Okay, so I think Carl is going to be on drums, and since he looks badass as hell, I'm just going to say that he's not wearing any special outfit or something. 
you see this uh, this kick-ass drum set in in um, in electric blue, and sitting on the stool behind it is um, is Carl in his new look, which is um, he looks like a massive beefy golem, and he's entirely blue, but he's like just slightly translucent. I he's like got it. a massive grin on his face, uh, like the or- the old Carl grin, but it's uh, it's it's just even bigger and more epic. I'm so into it. Ryder is going to be playing the keyboard. He's going to be standing back there. He's actually not in costume. I mean, his buckler is always on him, so he can shift into armor quickly. But he is in a rocker-style outfit. He's wearing a blue, loose-fitting cotton T-shirt, a nice pair of black jeans, and a trench coat that is actually cut off at the arms. So his T-shirt comes through it. And he is playing, like I said, he's playing the keyboard, and it's a multi-layered keyboard. Awesome. And Brian? He clicks a button on his glasses and says, uh, we're glad to be of assistance. He is, if you recall, a fairly short person. He is wearing right now some just kind of a checkerboard T-shirt. He's not holding any instruments because he plans to sit out in the audience to, you know, give that flanking angle if necessary. Lighthammer looks around the room and is like, we look fantastic. Everyone, we should get a selfie. Actually, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't get a selfie. We're trying to be incognito. And then I think he snaps his fingers and like gestures. And there's a girl standing in the, like, the side of the room. And he's like, Nina, Nina, come here. He's like, everyone, this is my makeup artist, Nina. I'm just going to have her, like, do, like, a little bit on you all because you don't don't look really ready for stage yet. So just, like, it's, just, it's nothing, nothing personal. Just, like, you could look better. And then I think he, like, gestures for Nina to start doing makeup on everyone. Nina kind of awkwardly but forcefully tries to start on uh, Ryder or Felix. Felix is going to back off and say, don't touch me. Very forcefully but very, very sternly but not like in a rude sort of way. It's just, don't touch me. And I think at that, we get the, uh, the nice rider jingle coming from uh, Felix's pocket and uh, a uh, call coming in from uh, Leo. All right. Click. Did you want to step off to like a private place to take that? Or is this something you'd have in front of the team? I'd have this in front of the team. Okay, cool. When you answer the phone, go ahead and uh, do your legacy when time passes move. Okay, legacy. Whenever time passes, roll savior. I think while he's taking the phone call, I turn to Nina and I'm like, some people can be so touchy. And like, there's clearly some tension between the two of us right now, but it's not specified what it is. Who does Nina move on to next? Nina, I think, goes over to go to Carl and then turns to me and like shows me the makeup palette that she has, which is like a pretty broad range of skin tones, but she doesn't have anything in blue. And I think there's a moment where we look at each other and I'm like, I just kind of shrug and I'm like, maybe some glitter might work. I think at this point, she walks over to Carl, stands there confused for a while, and then grabs a glitter sharpie and draws like the shape of a, of a butterfly on my chest. I like that. Okay, so yeah, uh, I think these questions are asked to the other players. So we're going to just yes. ask them of the blockade time. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so the questions are, have I been ho- upholding the traditions of my legacy? Yes or no? Absolutely. Okay. Have I maintained the image of my legacy? Yes or no, group? <laughs> I think during Blockade, yeah. think so. And have I made the other members of my legacy proud? 
I think it's hard to make Leo proud, so probably not. In fairness, like, y'all did rescue him. That's true. And we did save the city, so yeah, probably, so... Okay, then I will roll! Whee! <laughs> that was worse. <laughs> okay, so it says, on a hit, uh, one of you offer, one of them offers a meaningful encouragement, an opportunity, or advantage out of seven to nine. Another's upset with your most recent actions, and will make their displeasure known. On a miss, something you did stirred up the hornet's nest. Expect several members of your legacy to meddle with your life. All right, cool. So we get uh, Leo's voice on the other side of the phone going, Fee, we need to talk about that incident last week and um you guys i think we're gonna do a flashback here um we're gonna collectively create this let's talk about a fight you had last week where you probably won but it was big and flashy before we get the villain i want to say that this might have been a uh setup none of us know that but my manager does sometimes like hire small-time villains to cause trouble so i look better and it's like designed to be as flashy as possible so i think that like it's probably it was probably like a fight like over the top spectacle fire pyrotechnics kind of fight how do you feel about like a fight across rooftops with like a like news chopper in the background the whole time i could dig it i could dig it cool who did we fight what if we fought the plant guy that the Cataclysm Curve fought in the first uh, issue? Or second, uh, third and fourth issue. What's he doing up on them rooftops? Maybe trying to grow the greenhouses, the rooftop greenhouses, and make them overtake the city? I'm into that. Yeah, that works. So we get like, the couple panels of that uh, fight, which I think you guys do pretty well taking down with minimal destruction. It was just drew a ton of attention, was on the news. Leah's voice is very quiet and very full of concern. It's not stern. It's definitely concerned. And you hear him say, I think he might be making another play. I've seen some agents of his doing some business in the city again. And I think you know exactly who he's talking about. You're going to see the rest of the team and whether whether they actually hear what's being said. The rest of the team is going to see my face go from like this jovial smiley look to a stern oh shit look because even when i said you know don't touch me i had it i had a like a side smirk on my face but now i am like serious you see a panicle you see actually two panels one of the first what he said and i had a smirk and the next panel is just silence and like stern just oh shit look on my face yeah, I think our next panel is pulling back out to the whole team. Like, your whole demeanor has definitely changed. Who reacts to this? I think Lighthammer is so busy, like, schmoozing with Violet and, like, overseeing all the makeup work. I don't think Lighthammer notices. This might be a good moment for uh, Brian to, 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 to pipe in, since I think Brian yeah. would have been working with uh, Felix over the past couple weeks to fix the uh, partially broken buckler. Yeah, he's going to walk up, probably away from the person who's just coming at him with uh, one of those makeup powder brushes. Yeah, and I think she turns back to uh, Carl and tries to continue putting more patterns and butterflies across. You're kind of a really cool canvas. What's going on? To the phone, I will say, I've got to go. We'll talk more about this later. And I, you know, close because I'm still using a flip phone, of course. 
I close the flip phone and stash it in my coat pocket. On the panel right before the phone's cliffed, uh, closed, we get like real small uh, love you fee from the phone. Felix is going to look at Brian and go, the Dark Rider's back. He didn't go away as long as I'd hoped. And I'm going to look over at Lighthammer, who is, you know, still doing his thing with, uh, with Violet and have this just look of pure worry on my face because it's known that Felix and Lighthammer or Ryder and Lighthammer have been palling around a lot and that he's now showing a clear worry that the Dark Rider might go through light hammer to get to him it also sounds like you're sharing a vulnerability or weakness with brian <laughs> i i guess i would be but like i said it's just a look like i'm looking at light hammer and i don't know if brian would pick up on that um after i said that uh, dark rider is, is is returned sooner than i than we anticipated brian might not pick up on that that's too subtle Cool. I still think telling Brian about Dark Rider returning would trigger the condition. So if you want, you could clear a condition and give Brian influence over you. I have no conditions, but can I still give uh, Brian influence over me? Absolutely. Okay, well, I already have influence over you, so... How do you okay. see Ryder in this moment? I am going to decrease his superior and increase his danger. I accept that, yeah. Does anyone want the spotlight after that? I think we see Lighthammer and Violet having like a little aside. And I think Violet and I are talking and I'm like, so were there any like clues in these notes? Like, do we know who sent them? Do we have any idea of like what they wanted? They've been trying to track where they're coming from. And most people don't aren't taking them too seriously. But there's just there's a venom to them that scares me. Do you have any of them with you or like pictures or anything? I don't. I can get my agent to send you. Um, they've been kind of filtering them out for a while. I just don't want to see it anymore. Uh, that'll take forever. We both know how agents are. I think we like laugh. We're both like, ah, ha, 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 ha. That like fake celebrity laugh thing. I like it. I think as she turns away, we get this like genuine moment of concern pass across her face, which I do catch. I do see that part of it. And then I'm like, well, since I'm going to be performing with you, can I just like snap a quick selfie for, for Insta, you know? Go ahead and describe that selfie. She puts her uh, like chin on my shoulder and like we both do the same like one eye closed winky face thing and we send it and we post it and I'm like, I just want to interject. Uh, what is Carl doing in the background of that selfie? Oh, he's definitely photobombing this for sure. I think he's trying to lick one of the symbols to see what they taste like and it totally looks wrong on the picture. Fantastic. I like it. So I think we post it, and it's, like, with a caption, like, team me up with my favorite pop star, Violet Songbird. Catches at the amphitheater at 8. And I think at that, we get the, like, I don't know if this is how it really works, but the lights dim a few times to tell you you're going on soon. And Brian ducks out to uh, get his seat. Before Brian ducks out, I'm going to, I want to hand Brian a small gadget. Speak, just, just quickly, under my breath, say... If anything goes wrong, hit this button. That will immediately alert all the rest of the group. If you see anything out of the ordinary that we can't see because of the lights, hit that button. It'll alert everyone else immediately. Uh, he taps his head. Got it. Get the uh, panel, Brian, taking a seat. Where are you, Brian? So I'm sitting somewhere near the edge so that I don't have to walk 
past too many people uh, to get out. Uh, just a, a couple seats from the edge, somewhere in the middle, or middle in terms of distance. Okay, cool. Uh, and is there anything else we want to do before you're introduced to the stage? And this, uh, by the way, I haven't revealed yet. This is definitely a Battle of the Bands. Violet Songbird is competing in a Battle of the Bands. No, Violet Songbird is the uh, host for it. Uh, okay, so we are a band. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I understand now. Has the Battle of the Bands already started? Or are we like, are we the first band in San No, I think we're going to get a scene of you on the like edge off the stage watching the first band and then it, then you're all up. Cool. I think when that first band goes up and we're like waiting in the wings, I go over to Ryder and I'm like, you and Brian seem like you're getting pretty close. Well, of course. He's a genius. Kind of happy to have him on the team. I'm going to be not even looking at Lighthammer. I'm going to be staring out at the band and less staring at the band and more scanning the audience for anything amiss. Uh, I want to throw out uh, the band that is currently performing is a superhero ska band called the checkered cape and the like little bits of their lyrics we're getting from like off the edge of the curtain beside this conversation is uh, the line maybe i'm just broken but amp but amp Lighthammer looks at Ryder not looking at him and he's like yeah he really is a genius isn't he <laughs> good to know that you have at least one useful member of the team and then i'm going to turn and like walk away pretty briskly Ryder is actually going to notice that uh, Lighthammer is walking away really quickly and turn my head to look at Lighthammer as he's walking away and be like, you know, we're on a mission. You know, we have to remain professional and then turn to look back at the uh, out of the crowd. <laughs> I turn back and I'm like, you're so right. We do have to remain professional. And there's like a stagehand who's in like a black tank top. And I immediately go over and like lay my hand on his arms. And I'm like, oh my God, you must work out so many hours a day. I just want to get quickly, where is Carl during all this? I think he's just walking around the background, getting into all sorts of goofy stuff. And I think he's uh, almost knocking stuff over. And then I think there's, uh, there's a stagehand backstage that sort of pushes him away from all of the stuff that he can break. I like it. And I think you see this going on in the background of the all the other panels. I don't think there's a panel focusing on Carl. It's just that in the background, he's just cool. goofing. I'm into it. Carl I, is being amazing. <laughs> the stagehand who like goes to like shoo Carl away is the stagehand who I like went to like flirt with. And he like walks away from me and I'm like, fine. And we see Lighthammer like straighten himself up and like adjust his costume and like tighten the grip on the microphone. Our next panel is um, that band being ushered off the stage to a bunch of applause and uh, Violet Songbird. And, and, not, and next up, I announce the, I need a, t- I need a band name. We're... The Cataclysm Crew. <laughs> Whatever we are, we are Lighthammer and the, I don't think Lighthammer cares about what the second part of that is, but we are definitely Lighthammer and the whatever. Lighthammer and the screws. I dig it. Cool. And uh, sweeps her arm back and says, uh, Lighthammer and the screws. So we get the panel of you all on stage with your instruments. If you guys want to set that, let me know what it looks like. I think we get very traditional, like drummers kind of in the back, like back left. So Carl back left, Ryder back right. And I think we would assume that Lighthammer was going to go like front center. But instead I go like front right, like directly in front of Ryder. And, like, there's a spotlight where I'm supposed to be that ends up, like, shifting to find me. Anyone have details to add? 
Okay, so I think that the lights on the stage, there's a lot of black lights. And as Carl steps onto the stage, um, all of the butterfly body paints all over, that's like almost completely covering his body now. It all turns a uh, bright neon. Um, there's neon pink and neon blue, and just his entire body uh, itself also turns like a way brighter neon blue. I think we see Glimmer. Most people know her from her like late night or her like gossip show Unmasked. But Glimmer and I are also friends. So as Carl steps out, Glimmer's kind of human Photoshop, and she like turns Carl's body art and makes it start like come to life. So it looks like Carl's entire body is like alive and moving. I'm into it. Any other details? I'm, I'm picturing that just the whole place is shaking and two rows in front of Brian, y- you see a soda just topple forwards and spill all, all over the floor and he picks his legs up. I like it. Ryder's going to step out behind Carl and Glimmer and um, he's going to walk over to his already set up. Um, it's actually going to only be one, but then you're going to see him touch it, and basically uh, energy is going to release from his arms, and the other one is going to appear above it. Like a second one is going to appear, and he's going to, like, you're that you're going to hear a tempo start, like a, a very basic beat. I think we're from here. Um, if you all want to do any small montage um, shots of what the beginning of this set looks like, And Brian, at some point, I'm going to interject over to you. Uh, Are you doing anything special? Like, is your or are you just watching? I'm I'm trying to blend in and uh, act like the people around me who are entertained. Okay, cool. So, uh, where do we want to start off this montage shot? We want to start it in with uh, after we get the rider starting up on the keyboards, uh, Carl. I think Carl is um starting to drum, but he's kind of. Also trying to figure out how the drumming works as he does it. Like, it sounds really good, but it's obvious that he's slightly confused about how many um, drums there are in front of him. Like, I think they practiced this once and they gave him, like, a super old kit with just, like, a snare and a bass drum and one cymbal. And now he has, like, three cymbals and a hi-hat and... um, several toms so he's looking at the drum and he's a bit confused about what's going on i gotta ask how many drumsticks does carl use well just two Lighthammer, did you want to jump in with something yeah so i think um what happens is the instrumental stuff starts and carl's drumming writers playing the keyboard and then i think like a spotlight comes up where Lighthammer's supposed to be but Lighthammer's not there and the spotlight turns and we see like me standing directly in front of Ryder, blocking Ryder from view from the audience. And I ended up taking off the helmet, not going full helmet with this. Um, so my hair is like, Lighthammer has a thing where his hair always falls perfectly in his face. Uh, so my hair is like perfectly over my eyes. And it's giving very like early 2000s grunge band look. And I start to sing a song. And there are some angsty, angsty lyrics. Because Lighthammer is going through it right now. These probably aren't the original lyrics we practiced with. Like, I think Lighthammer is making stuff up as he goes. You're a sweet boy, a kind of neat boy. I think I like you. Let's hit the street, boy. You're kind of hot, boy. But I'm not, boy. Gonna wait for you tonight. We 
cut over to uh, Brian. The crowd's starting to get up out of their seats, excited. We got a lot of um, colors and lights flashing. And uh, you pretty much always have some kind of monitoring equipment on you, right? Right? Have you, like, are you running scans or anything in the in the building? I am listening into signals from, uh, say, like, a police or whatever, like, if in case they spot anything. Ryan, how, do, how are you accessing police channels? I'm listening in through a little speaker th- that is embedded in my glasses. Okay, cool. So I think we get you, um, and in like really small writing, like hard to hear over just the general noise of the crowd. So you're not, you're uncertain exactly what you're you hear, but you hear something about um, disturbance, and then it sounds like a location close to here, but there's nothing really specific. And I think from there we cut back to the stage. And then I look directly at Ryder, like I fully turn away from the audience. I am moving on. I am moving on. I am moving on. Unless you tell me that you like me, like me, tell me that you like me. Like me, like me, say you really like me, like me, like me, just admit you like me, like I like you, you know, that's enough guy, don't be so rough guy, I'm right here waiting, but you're a tough guy, and yet here's this boy, give me a kiss boy, or I'll walk out that door tonight. And, like, I think when I turn back, there's, like, explosion of, like, pyrotechnics from somewhere in the stage. And I think our next panel is uh, Ryder. So what's that look like, Ryder? Ryder is focusing on playing this instrument that he's not very good at playing. But (laughs) he's trying to keep with the sheet music he now has sitting above it. (laughs) So, wait, did he even notice? He did not notice at all! Like, Lighthammer is... Angry. In fact, I'm gonna mark angry. <laughs> wow. Are you sure you shouldn't take a powerful blow? You want to take a powerful blow or do you want to mark angry? I kinda want you to take a powerful blow. Alright, let me roll to take a powerful blow. I think we get you like turning back to the crowd and like a make it maybe a double take because you just realize Ryder is just completely absorbed in his sheet music. Oh, that's a six. Which is my last potential. That's exciting. I turn back and like the stage is pretty low to the audience and there's like a bunch of like probably like 16, 17, 18 year old boys in the front row who are like wearing light hammer t-shirts. And I think I like go up to one of them and in the next verse, like stroke one of them on the cheek. And I'm like very clearly flirting with this person in the audience trying to get like uh, trying to get Ryder to notice. But I think that's how I weather the blow is like, oh, right. I have my adoring fans. And I like come up to the front of the stage and like am f- fully seducing one of them okay and do we does anyone on else on stage want panels before we jump back to brian um yeah i think at this point the song launches in, into sort of a climax moment and carl has to uh drum this this epic drum fill um and in practice they told him like just hit all of the drums and now he's getting really confused because there's so many different parts in front of him so suddenly you see um, 
four extra arms proud out of Carl, and he launches in the most impossible, insane, six-armed drum solo, and the crowd goes wild. I love it. Uh, we're cutting back to um, Brian. The report of a, a disturbance has kind of turned into a lot of yelling and screaming, and then a lot of people yelling over the radio trying to figure out what's happening. What do you want to do? I'm going to duck out, and I'm going to press that button. Where do you end up? Where are you ducking out to? Uh, so I am d- ducking out uh, to the side. Uh, is, is this an in? Or did we establish that this is indoors or outdoors? I don't think we established. What do you think is the most dramatic team? I think it's open air. I think it's outdoors. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, well, Brian needs to find a place to hide so he can quickly change up his outfit a little. Okay. Um, in general, do you want to head towards backstage or like the edge of the arena, like the highest point in the seats? I think you can easily kind of change your place on either side. Generally towards the side. Okay, cool. Tell me where you end up finding a place to hide, and then you're going to press that button. The button I think I've already pressed on my way out. Okay, cool. But uh, I'm going up to... I, I, I want to say balcony now, but there, there's no... There is no balcony, is there? I, I actually don't know what seating looks like at an outdoor. <laughs> there uh, actually could be a balcony at an open-air um, auditorium. All right. I'm into as, that. As long as there's a pillar somewhere, he goes and stands behind that and flips his t-shirt inside out. It turns out the other side is some uh, a plain color, and now the checkerboard stuff is only on the collar awesome and i'm gonna cut back to the team on stage uh two questions at what point in the song are we when we cut back and how do you all receive that alert i think we're in like the beginning of like the final refrain so like we've just finished this like sick drum solo and we're cutting back in i think we're like doing really 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 well and i think for light hammer at least it's like a in inside the suit, like on my hip, there's like a vibrate, like a vibrating alarm, and like it starts to buzz. And I think Lighthammer, like we get one panel of Lighthammer's eyes glancing down, and like at the vibration, and then Lighthammer looks back up and keeps singing. Is anyone else directly informed, or were you expecting Lighthammer to let you know? Um, we were actually expecting Lighthammer to let us know since they're leading the group. <laughs> cool, I like that. I am. Moving on, I am moving on, I am moving on, unless you tell me that you like me, like me, tell me that you like me, like me, like me. Say you really like me, like me, like me Just admit you like me, like I like you You know, yes I like you You know, you like me too So go on, tell me that you like me So yeah, we get that And then we uh, cut back to uh, Brian And I think um, you see a flash of uh of light there's this 
quick burst of light from like over the wall outside in the parking lot area. And you hear some kind of calamity. It's it's hard to make out over the noise, but something big just happened outside. I am going to send Isaac up to... Uh, I'm going to send him way up to get a sight of what's going on out there. Cool. What is, uh, give me the panels what Isaac looks like, and then probably roll to assess the situation. As I pull something out. It looks like a cell phone. I'm like, go up. And... Uh, it opens up, it unfolds into a little helicopter drone and flies straight up. Okay, awesome. And uh, do you get like a video feed from this? Uh, it's, it, yeah, overlaid on some area of my glasses. Awesome. Go ahead and uh, roll to assess, and then I will tell you what you see, and then you can ask your questions. And then, like in the background of all these shots, we have the band still performing. Twelve! All right. Okay. So from the video feed, you see like a small group of um, security guards uh, holding tasers out against someone that looks kind of like Lighthammer, actually. Uh, and they are advancing towards the guards. They, they swing their hammer and just drop all the guards and start heading into the building. Go ahead and uh, ask your questions. Okay, th this is interesting here because uh, the main thing that I have for communicating to my teammates right now is just this on-off signal. Uh, so what here can I use to reveal information or to convey information? You are clever enough that you might be able to remotely hack into Lighthammer's suit and take over notifications. And like, Sweet. be able to speak directly. And your second question? Did you say that there were multiple figures? There were several security guards, and and this um, figure that looks a lot like Lighthammer, just kind of in duller armor. Um, he swings and knocks down the security guards. What here is in the greatest danger? Likely the civilians inside the building. Um, though you might be able to assume this is a person coming for Violet Songbird. She at least has some powers. Uh, with the mass confusion of someone attacking this place, people could, like civilians could get hurt. What do okay. you do? Okay, well, I'm definitely going to act on that. Um, I am going to try hacking into uh, Lighthammer. What ridiculous hacking app do you pull up? Like, what, what is your custom-written name for your hacking app? Yeah, I, I, I pull out my phone, and uh, I have... Uh, net dot hack. Go, go ahead and uh, roll to unleash your powers. Oh, awesome! I know exactly what's going to happen here. Go ahead and tell me the full voice message you send to Lighthammer when you connect. Uh, uh, Lighthammer, there is another Lighthammer, and I believe the crowd is in danger if you don't respond now. And our our panel cuts to the stage where we have the whole group. And um, Lighthammer's exterior speakers projecting this at full volume into the crowd. The crowd kind of just erupts. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets and T.P. Huth, and edited by Anthony Sheets. Anthony can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T is the host of Incubator On Air, a new play podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. 
She can be found at thuthplaywright on Twitter or tphuth94 on Instagram. Faces is GM by me, Anthony Sheets. Asimov is played by EXPHP. You probably won't find him at its EXPHP on Twitter, but it's worth a try. Carl is played by Simon Meskins. You can find him on Twitter as Jill Vareca. Lighthammer is played by TP Huth. Ryder Typhon is played by Kaido Kane. Kaido is a Twitch personality and loves their three mischievous cats. You can find them at the Versian on Twitter and as Kaido Kane on Twitch.tv. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Black Vortex by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend. Word of mouth and five-star reviews are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out on patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus episodes each month. And uh, thanks for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.